0: Grace and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, Jesus says to us in John 14, Yet a little while, and that I, the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live in you, that you also will live. So today in John chapter 14, we step into the midst of a much bigger section of Scripture, Jesus again and again and again, through John 13 through 16 especially, but even into 17, is preparing his disciples for something to come. Again and again, Jesus is preparing them for something that is about to happen, that though he has now spent multiple years walking and ministering and living and eating with them throughout the week long, Year after year, Jesus is now going to leave the disciples. That though they had been physically present with him throughout it all, that now they must be prepared for all that is to come. And they are worried. They are anxious, uncertain. They are filled with all sorts of questions. Thomas wants to know, Lord, how can we follow you if we don't know the way? Philip wants to simply know, Jesus, just show us the Father and that will be enough. Again and again. They show by the very questions that they ask to the very things that are said, that though Jesus repeatedly says in this passage, let not your hearts be troubled, that you can tell that those hearts are palpitating inside those disciples as they think about this change that is about to happen. That how can this be and how will we make it through? That how will we get through this challenge and this change and this transition? Then what about for you? Are we any different? Are we any different when it comes to those changes and transitions of life? How well do you like change? I mean, just imagine, just imagine with me for a second. Just imagine the pastor challenged you today to do something different. Break your routine. Like maybe on the way home from church, drive a different way home than the normal route that you take from church. Now, I know there's some of you out there like, why would I do that? (laughs) Is that maybe, maybe do something different. Maybe later when you're eating lunch or dinner or maybe when you're getting ready for bed, brushing your teeth. I want you to switch that fork or that toothbrush from the one hand to the other and see how that goes for you. Then, or maybe do something wild. I mean, like changing the the kitchen utensil drawer, like move the silverware from one drawer to another just to see how that change feels. See, I thought about trying maybe a little, little thing here today going ahead and having everybody stand up and move to a different place than where they normally sit. But I like my job here, and I would like to continue to be your pastor, so I'm not going to be doing that today. See, I know there's probably maybe like four of you out there that are just like, man, I love change. But there's probably a fair number of you that when it comes to change, that we feel ourselves uncertain, that I like to jokingly say when it comes to change that I know that when I put out these ideas of like, hey, why don't you take me serious on these challenges? Not just imagine, but actually go and do. There's probably like 50% of you that are just like, that's not going to happen. I mean, how many of you out there are those that would not, well, actually, you don't raise your hand either, so don't worry. I know, I know not enough to expect that. But change, no matter what, change is something that can be difficult. It feels uncomfortable, it feels awkward, we're hesitant about it, we, don't find, our, we find ourselves a little skeptical about it, that change is uncomfortable for many. And so that's why when we step into our gospel reading today, we see the disciples rightly upset and uncertain about all of those things. What about, and what about, and what about? Jesus, how are you going to leave us? How are we going to get through this change? That Jesus is trying to prepare them for something greater, something bigger, something better, but they are so worried and afraid that they can't handle it that Jesus right before our passage says that you will go on to do greater works than me. That's a pretty amazing thing that he is preparing his church for. That Jesus just began with those 12 and the other close who followed. But Jesus was preparing his church for something bigger and greater and grander in the midst of things. But when we look at the church and we look at ourselves and we look at all of those things, do we find ourselves also getting upset, uh, disheartened, or disconcerted about those changes? We have some changes going on around the congregation, don't we? Some staffing changes that Emily retiring, Pastor Riestek taking a call, is that Ruth Armeo retiring as our preschool teacher, is that we have that change of a youth intern coming next month starting his year-long work among us, that there are changes going on among us, that how do we feel about them and how will we handle them? That when I found myself preparing for my sermon today is that I found myself kind of looking back. I looked back at the last time that I preached on this exact text on this exact situation. It's been 6 years since the last time I preached on John chapter 14 here. And when I looked back on it is that I found myself on that very weekend announcing is that everyone? Don't forget: is that next week we're going to have a special, uh, special opportunity to honor and celebrate Abe Sin, our youth director, who's going to be stepping down. Is that as, as you've heard? Is that there's this new guy, this guy by the name of Sam Trammell that's accepted this call. And you know, we found ourselves in the midst of that, you know, kind of like, oh, how's this going to go? And in the midst of that, we had just found out two weeks before is that that this. Seminary student, this Josh Reefsteck, was going to go ahead and come and be our pastor. We found ourselves in the midst of calling a teacher, and I think we might have been also replacing a school secretary. Is that we found ourselves in the midst of that time? You want to know what my sermon was about? Change. Why? Because as much as things change, things stay the same. We find ourselves dealing with those struggles, those troubles, those problems in life. But the biggest problem when we talk about this issue of change is this the church itself is not prepared for the changes that need to happen. The church itself is one that is not seeing that God is preparing us or sending his Holy Spirit for or getting us ready for the great things that are ahead. But instead, as one church leader reflected that he says that the American church today finds itself in a whirlwind of rapid, discontinuous change, and almost every congregation seeks to ensure continuity and return to the days that we used to know. A sad fact is is that the driver for too many churches is this, serve me well, make me comfortable, is that indeed, keep me happy or all leave? There's that idea that simply is there is that church is not one that is meant to be that very place of welcoming and preparing and involving, but too often it's keeping it the way that I like it. The disciples were those that found themselves uncertain of what the future held, they were uncertain about where they were going, they were uncertain about can they make it through this challenge, this transition, this change. That I don't know what changes you have going on in your personal life. That I don't know what things you are asking or reflecting. Is it how is God going to, or how am I going to, or what is going to happen? But the fact is is that our Lord comes to us today and gives us that reminder that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't matter if we are serving here or serving elsewhere. It doesn't matter wherever His church is. That we are called to serve and lift up and to praise Him. Why? Because He is the Lord of the church the one who sees us through those changes, the one who guides us through and comforts us and gives us that very promise that he does not change. That same church leader that I just quoted said he went on to reflect upon one church member in particular that he remembered through his ministry. He said, I loved Phyllis. She was a wonderful lady that came along in the midst of things. she came along with a change eventually. <laughs> but all along the way, that what did she continue to say, "Pastor, you can change anything that you want, just wait until I am gone." Is <laughs> that it's a hard thing? To work through those transitions, those changes, seeing the people come and go from our lives, seeing the different things that are there. But what does our God come to us today promising? That, our mer- that His mercies are new every morning, that He is. Faithful in everything, that he is the one who promises that he sends forth his spirit, that I will send forth another, that I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. That even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. What does God promise us through any change or transition or any time of challenge that we face that His abiding Spirit will lead us and guide us and direct us through? But if I were to ask you a question of what does it mean to be at peace? What does it mean to have peace? I think too many people would understand peace As in everything's just right, our house is organized, our tasks are done, things are finally quiet, and peace is that everything is just fine. But what does Jesus say to us today, just a few verses after our reading? That he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Let them neither be afraid. You heard me say that I am going away and I will come to you. That Jesus reminds them that my peace, my peace is not an absence of problems. My peace is not everything in its place. My peace is instead that very abiding presence, that inner composure of a gift given by the Spirit. That same Spirit who came to you in those waters of baptism and sealed you and marked you as one of His family. That same Spirit who has led you through all of those changes or all of those transitions in life before. That same Spirit comes with His power And his promise that never will I leave you, never will I forsake you, for I am with you even to the very end of the age. That Jesus supplies for his church. That the Spirit points us to those promises, those hopes, points us to that place where we receive forgiveness and grace over and over. For God's love towards us does not change i mean don't be like the guy that i was reading about max lucado's newest book that i loved this guy that he found himself telling his wife that he was going to make a change now that's just first off a problem he said i'm gonna stop i'm gonna i'm gonna quit stopping at the bakery every day on my way to work Imagine the surprise from his wife when later on that day, he returned home with a freshly baked dozen in his hand. She said, I thought that you weren't going to be picking up any more donuts. He said, well, when I was driving past, I I felt the nudge of the spirits. I said, Lord, if you want me to have these donuts, is that I pray that you would show me a clear sign, make there be a spot open right in front of the donut shop. He said, it took me 10 times of circling the building, but I found that spot and the Lord was leading me there. Now, the Spirit is not one who ministers to us in our wants and our whims and our wishes. No, He is the power that points us to the very promises that are ours in Scripture. That through whatever change, whatever transition you're going through in life, that look to his words, point yourself to that promise that is there that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never gives up, never quits, and will never leave. That may he give to you this day and every day that peace of God that surpasses all understanding that guards your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are the one who continues to lead us through so many things. We give thanks that you supply us in all of our worries and fears. We pray that you would give to us now your very care and direction, not only as a congregation, but may you continue to direct us in our individual lives. Guide us through whatever challenge we might face, whatever change we are going through, and lead us solely to that very place that we know that you are preparing us for. All this we pray in your Son's holy and precious name, Amen.